My Seven Chakras, episode 127. Awareness of the body is our gateway into the truth of what is. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, action takers? AJ here, and you are back to your oasis for ancient knowledge. Knowledge that is not shelf-help, but self-help. Because our focus, as you know, is always on taking action. My 7 Chakras is all about learning that everything around you is energy. The thoughts in your mind, the stuff that you have in your room, your future self, all of it is forms of energy. All of it are forms of energy that transcend time and space. So what if you could use this knowledge to learn how energy flows and attract whatever you want in your life. Wouldn't that be awesome? Action Tribe, we have a supreme interview in store for you today. But before that, let me ask you this. What are you proud of? That's right. I'm really curious to learn what are you proud of? Because quite honestly, pride isn't a bad thing after all. Are you proud of your kids, your husband or your wife? Are you proud of your health? Are you proud of your mind? Are you proud of your body? Whatever it is, share it with the world. So hit pause right now. We can always come back in a moment. Tweet it out, post it on Facebook or post it on Instagram with the hashtag my 7 and let me know what is that one thing or who is that one person that you are really proud of right now. All right, do it. Are you done? Awesome. And with that, we have arrived at the moment that you've all been waiting for. I am so honored and lucky to be able to welcome our featured guest for today, Anna Guest Jelly. So Anna, are you ready to inspire? Yes. Awesome. So Anna Guest Jelly is the founder and Curvy Executive Officer, CEO at Curvy Yoga, a training and inspirational portal offering classes, workshops, teacher trainings, retreats, a virtual yoga studio, and lots of love and support to people of every shape and size all over the world. Anna is a writer, teacher and lifelong champion for women's empowerment and body acceptance, co-editor of Yoga and Body Image, 25 personal stories about beauty, bravery and loving your body. Anna has been featured online and in print at the New York Times, Washington Post, the Daily Love, MariaShriver.com, US News and World Report, Southern Living, Vogue Italia, Yoga International, Yoga Journal and so much more. Anna, that was a short introduction about you, but take about a minute and tell us a bit more about about your incredible mission. Hi, thank you for having me. So Curvy Yoga started because I really wanted to share from all over the world with people about how yoga can be a tool for body acceptance. And that is really my mission in life and shows up in both my personal and my professional life. Wonderful. So before we begin today's show, first of all, I'm really excited to learn more about your story, your mission, the people that you've impacted. But before that, I'm curious, what is your favorite inspirational quote and how exactly do you apply this code in your life? So one that I really love is from Tara Brock, who's a great meditation teacher. And it is awareness of the body is our gateway into the truth of what is. And this is really a foundation for me in my life because I believe that when we can connect with our body, create a conversation and dialogue, that we have so much inner wisdom there that can inform every part of our life from our health to our career to our relationships. And so I always keep this quote kind of front and center in my mind. 
I love that awareness of the body is our gateway to the truth of what is. I'm sure all of our listeners right now are trying to and making efforts to reach that truth. And the amazing part is that they are tuned into this show, which is all about having those conversations, having those dialogues with people who have dedicated their life to raising the level of human consciousness, just like yourself, to make us aware of the beautiful bodies that we have and reach the truth that is destined in front of us. So thanks a lot for sharing that powerful quote. Yeah, my pleasure. And with that, what is curvy yoga and how is it different from other forms of yoga? I describe curvy yoga as body affirming yoga for people of all shapes and sizes. And so what I mean by that is that the intention of the practice is really to help people be with their body exactly as it is today. So it got started because I was very often as a practitioner of yoga, the biggest person in the room by far. And for so long, I felt like I was the only person (laughs) in the whole world who wanted to practice yoga in the big body, though I felt like that couldn't possibly be true. But I just wasn't getting the information that I was looking for from my teachers. And finally, I realized, oh, there maybe the teachers just don't have the information and the problem isn't actually my body, which is what I had felt for so long. So curvy yoga came into existence, honestly, because it was just something that I was looking for for so long and finally decided, well, I guess if I can't find it, then I will see what I can do to create it. Love that. So you spoke about the definition firstly, which I love body affirming yoga for people of all shapes and sizes. So people can be with their body without wanting to change it, but still enjoy the essence of yoga and the benefits that it can provide. And speaking of of benefits, what according to you are some of the powerful benefits of yoga? Yeah, I think, you know, so many of us are very busy in our modern lives and feel disconnected from ourselves and just kind of in our schedule. And I think that yoga can help us create or really realize that mind-body connection that we're all looking for. Um, And it does it in such a way that exactly like you said, you don't have to change your body. You can really be in that conversation with your body. And from there can accrue so many physical benefits, whether that's increased flexibility or strength to mental benefits, calm, emotional benefits. I think one of the main benefits is kind of what I mentioned in that quote, which is more awareness of your body. So as you're practicing yoga, the practice really asks you to notice, you know, specifically what's happening in this part of your body, what's happening with your breath. And so I think of the mat as kind of a training ground for bringing that into your everyday life. And when you have that increased awareness, it can just help you in so many different different parts of your life. So firstly, I love that you spoke about the mind-body connection. Everyone in terms of peak performance achievers speak about the mind-body connection. Tony Robbins, Les Brown, amazing other people in other fields as well speak about the mind-body connection. For someone trying to understand this powerful concept of the mind-body connection, is there an example that you can share with us? I think the breath actually provides a really good gateway. So if you're wanting to try it, you can just sit wherever you are, even right now as you're listening feel your feet on the ground or your bum on your seat, lengthen your spine and just take a few breaths and just notice how you're feeling as you do that. The breath can be a real gateway between mind and body. And to me, that mind-body connection is coming into the present moment. So, so often we're living in the future or we're living in the past and yoga can really provide you an opportunity to just be right here. And I think that's why it's so, you know, part of what you're just talking about with people talking about it in terms of success, because if you're not present, it's really hard to create that life that you want. Wonderful. So 
Over the years, the yoga industry has grown massively. And these days, yoga is everywhere on Facebook, Instagram, online courses. And sometimes a person sitting at home who might be curvy or bigger bodied might feel disheartened or demotivated looking at the thin and flexible people doing complex poses with such ease, leading to the feeling that their body isn't of the right shape or the right size. So do you teach any different or modified poses that would allow people, like you mentioned, of all shapes and sizes to really enjoy the full benefits of yoga? Yes. Yeah. That's really what it's all about is making space for that person's body. So for example, in standing poses, we might take the feet a little bit wider Mm -hmm. just to give a base of support that works for that person's actual body. Sometimes the traditional base of support is too narrow. There's also simple things that people can do. For example, in a forward bend, sometimes you might fold forward and find that your belly feels compressed, which is uncomfortable. It might not allow you to fold forward as far as might otherwise be available. So I will teach things like just moving the belly. So touching your body and moving it. Um, So often we're told to, you know, hide the belly, disguise the belly, ignore it. And so it makes us feel like we can't do the pose when really all you have to do is just move it a little, make yourself a bit more comfortable. So that's really my approach is helping people find out how can they adjust the pose, whether it's with the things I just described, with yoga props to make it really work for them. Because it is possible to do that for sure. Awesome. So I recently read in an article on time.com by writer Annie Paul, who wrote that teaching is the best way to learn. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, (laughs) definitely. Awesome. Now, I know that you have what is called curvy yoga teacher training. So what is the process of getting certified as a curvy yoga teacher? And how long does it take? Yeah, so I offer a teacher training for people who are not already yoga teachers. And that's a 200 hour process, which is the um, kind of way that it's laid out by the professional body of yoga teachers called Yoga Alliance. And then I also have one for people who are already yoga teachers just to add the curvy yoga tools to their toolbox. And that takes place online over the course of three months. Wonderful. So you have uh, two variants for people who are not teachers at present and those who are already teachers who would like to teach people the curvy yoga skills. That's right. Teach people who would like to learn how to do yoga, but do it in a way that allows them to fully enjoy their body uh, without changing or, you know, getting slimmer or things like that in the the present moment, but really enjoying the essence of what yoga really is. Right. Yeah. Starting right now, people don't have to wait. Awesome. So I'm curious, how did you first encounter yoga? What's the story behind that adventure? (laughs) It's so funny. I had (laughs) chronic migraines at the time. And I'm sure as your listeners know, for anybody who has a chronic illness, very well-meaning people will tell you a million different things that you should do or try. So one of the things that people suggested that I do was yoga. And at the time, this was in the late 90s, I didn't know anyone who practiced yoga. There were not yoga classes on every corner like there are now. And so somebody had also said, oh, you should put a banana peel on your forehead. And to me, like those were the same thing. (laughs) Like I was just kind of like, okay, but I tried yoga. And though the practice was definitely not customized to my curvy body or anything like that, I definitely felt that mind-body connection we were talking about earlier, which is something I had not felt before. And I was just like, there is something here for me. I don't know what it is, but I want to continue this and see what happens. Awesome. So Anna, what is your favorite yoga pose? I know it's going to be a hard decision, but (laughs) if you had to choose one. Yeah, I think 
I think I'm going to go with a restorative pose, um, which is reclined butterfly. So what's so nice about that is it opens up through the chest. And so many of us are at the computer or over the phone or on, you know, in the car or whatever, and our shoulders are hunched forward all day long. So true. And so this pose <laughs> takes you in the opposite direction and just lets you rest. I feel like so few of us give ourselves time to actually rest. And so just taking a few minutes there can be feel like a real gift and it doesn't have to take a long time. Wonderful. Now that is so true. As you mentioned, a lot of us are working the nine to five most of the time on our laptops. If you're not on laptops, we're in a meeting and our posture is really shaped that way, right? Because we spend 40 hours or so at work and the way we handle our bodies at that point determines how healthy or not healthy we are. So at that point, that restorative yoga pose, whenever we have an opportunity, if we get to do that, it's going to make us feel better. Right. Yes. Wonderful. Now, you've practiced yoga for so many years and you've taught yoga to people for so many years as well. What has been the most inspiring student transformation story you've seen so far? You know, I think about this woman who was really resistant to try yoga, which I think so many people are, especially curvy people who, like you mentioned earlier, see these images of yoga that just make them feel like this is not possibly for me. Mm -hmm. And so she came to class and she said, I hate yoga. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, let's just, you know, give it a try. And at the end of class, she sat up and she just had this look on her face like, I was not expecting this. (laughs) But I, Mm -hmm. and so then I talked to her about it after class and she She said, this is the very first time in my life that I have not shamed my body while I was moving my body. So she had had a long history of exercise and the whole time her inner narrative would just be very critical, blaming herself for what her body was like, trying to, you know, push herself harder and harder to try to change her body. And this was the first time and this woman was in her 40s that she was just with her body for an hour and that voice dropped away. And I just remember that story because it was so potent how she just felt like this is that moment where I'm starting to come home to myself. And that is exactly why I do this work. Wonderful. So Action Tribe, the teacher and student relationship as in yoga, as in other fields as well is so important. You might have gone to numerous yoga classes, maybe the same yoga style, but with a different teacher has such a different effect. The empathy, the love and the patience that the teacher shows for the student can transform the experience within that 60 minute or 90 minute session. And it's clear through this inspiring story that that person who was trying out yoga Not for the first time, has had been to many other yoga sessions before, but this was that moment where this person felt one with her body. So thanks a lot for sharing, Anna. Mm -hmm. My question is, what is that one change that you'd like to see in the world of yoga in the West? I think it's shifting that focus to the individual's experience. So putting their focus on what feels good for them rather than achieving a certain pose. I think that the poses are a wonderful gateway Mm -hmm. to this internal experience, but that it at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if you can do, you know, headstand or if you can put your leg behind your head. I think it's all about that internal experience. So if you get that from a complex pose, that's great. But I think that shift to the shift of focus is what I would want to see. 
Wonderful. I once heard a yoga teacher say that we're all going to the same point, but we're going from different directions, uh, right? We're going from different stages of life. We're all having our individual experiences, our individual perceptions what of what is real. And in such a situation, as you mentioned, even though we're doing the same pose, it's our own feelings, our own experiences. And that's something that we need to focus on. What works for me might not work for somebody else. And uh, I love uh, uh-huh. your thought behind that. Mm, I love what that teacher said. Before moving on, based on your years of teaching and practicing yoga and you know the lives that you've changed, is there a health tip that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Yeah, I think that one is just to take five deep breaths. I know this sounds like a very simple practice, but anytime that you are finding yourself, you know, a little, you know how that feeling is in the middle of the afternoon where your mind is in a million places, just pausing to take five deep breaths, which takes probably less than a minute for most people, can really center you and bring you back to yourself. And it's a way to get that benefit that we've been talking about from yoga, that mm-hmm. mind body connection in such a short period of time. I'm all about making it so simple so that it becomes a regular part of your life. You can always grow it from there, but I think starting with simple is where it's at. Wonderful. I think if a tip is powerful, if it's simple, that's even better. And if it's repeated, that's even better because that is what the listeners need to hear. And sometimes we listen to a tip so many times and we don't apply it and we listen to it the sixth time and we apply it and it's all worth it, right? Yeah. Yep. You're right. We're ready to hear it when we are. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So Action Tribe, to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 127. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 127. Accept the challenges so that you can feel the exhilaration of victory. This is a powerful quote by George Patton. Action Tribe, the physical manifestation of your goal, your vision or your dream is actually the very last stage. It all begins in your mind. Yes, you would need many things to get there. People, ideas, resources, money. But even if you don't have any of those things right now, the biggest step that you can take today right after this episode is to accept the challenge. Imagine your victory and let the surge of energy, excitement and adrenaline rush through your body because you will get there very soon. So Anna, till date, what has been the biggest challenge that you've come across? Take us through that experience and also tell us how did you overcome that obstacle? A recent one that came up for me is early last year, I burnt out from my work pretty majorly. So I had been just going, 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 doing a lot of different things. So excited to get the word out about Curvy Yoga. But then I just hit a wall where I was so exhausted physically, emotionally, mentally. And this had happened to me in the past with other jobs. And I always thought like, oh, the problem is the job. Um, And it's easy enough to believe that until you're your own boss. (laughs) Mm. And then you kind of have to um, put a mirror up and look at your habits. And what I realized is that I was not moving with awareness through my life in the way that I wanted to and the way that I felt like yoga really informed me. And so early last year, I made 
a lot of big changes and really started to simplify my life. And that's that simple principle that we were talking about earlier and really focusing on what is the most important things to me in my life. And I realized that those were my husband and my health and my friends and family. And when I looked at my time, it was not reflecting those things at all. And so that was a real wake up call for me to be like, oh, I say these things are important, but yet I am not really making the time for them that I feel is good. And so I have reoriented my life around my most important priorities. And my work is definitely still a big priority to me. I'm so passionate about this, but it has, um, it has a boundary around it now. And I have time where I am not working. And I feel like if anything, that makes all of the work more potent. So do less, do it better is my motto. Wonderful. So as you look back at your life, what is it one major life lesson based on what you just shared with us that you'd like to share with our listeners? So this one is so tricky for me, but it's been really true, which is that you have more choice over your time than you might think. So, you know, I have my own business. It's growing. I, you know, that's important to me that it continues to. And every message that I receive tells me that slowing down is the worst possible thing that I could do. And that basically I would be an idiot to do that. (laughs) But I have been really pleasantly surprised by how untrue that is. And that when I bring my life and my time into alignment, things do flow much better. Love that. So a couple of really powerful things over here that I feel really need to be shared. You mentioned that early last year you had burned out. Initially, you were really excited, pumped up, energized. I'm sure because of the vision that you wanted to share, because of the lives that you wanted to transform. And I can completely resonate with what you're feeling. But at a certain point, you just burned out, as you mentioned. And that really made you relook at your habits, at what you, you were doing during the day. You introspected, you made the changes and you simplified your life. That is amazing. You reassessed your priorities. You looked at your work-life balance, your family. Uh, you sort of thought about who are those people that are important to me and how you're spending your life and in other words you completely reoriented your life realizing so truly that your work has boundaries we have 24 hours action tribe and sometimes we might have that feeling that doing more will lead to more results but sometimes you just have to adopt that minimalism and have those structures those boundaries so that you can feel better and do more. Anna, thanks a lot for sharing this incredibly inspiring story. I think I, in particular, along with many listeners, have a lot to learn from this. Mm, Yeah, I feel like it's something we all have to think about and reevaluate throughout our lives. Absolutely. Action Tribe, based on what I've learned and read about visionaries, don't be afraid of setting big goals. In fact, dream big. The bigger, the better. But take small steps towards getting there because you don't want to get burned out. Whether it was Naveen Jain who wants to mine precious metals from asteroids, Elon Musk who wants to send humans to Mars, Richard Branson who wants to popularize space tourism. Every one of these amazing people had huge dreams that they were committed to achieving but realize it takes time and you and your mind are so important and the relationships of people around you is important as well but never underestimate the power of your vision stick at it because that determination that relentless approach will 
give you the benefits because as patanjali the compiler of the yoga sutras once said when you are inspired by some great purpose some extraordinary project all your thoughts break their bonds your mind transcends limitations your consciousness expands in every direction and you find yourself in a new great and wonderful world dormant forces faculties and talents come alive and you discover yourself to be a greater person by far than you have ever dreamed yourself to be so have that vision but at the same time don't feel afraid of reassessing your priorities once in a while change is the only constant as anna taught us today so anna what is your life's calling at this point in time right now it is to share this message that you are absolutely allowed and have the right to connect with know support your own body exactly as it is today so many people especially curvy body people get the message whether it's from medical professionals family friends mm-hmm. that the only relationship you're allowed to have with your body is an adversarial one where you're just trying to change it change it change it and what i find is that when people can ease into this conversation with their body that that is really when you're able to figure out what is truly healthy for me for this unique and individual body rather than letting something outside of you dictate that your body and your wisdom will tell you that information now as you look back at your life was there ever a special or a magical moment after which you knew that your life was about to transform yeah when i started curvy yoga i did not have a huge vision for what it would become i felt like i'm just going to share this with some friends i'm going to start a blog cuz i enjoy writing and you know maybe find a handful of people who are interested uh wrong there were a lot of people who were interested i was not <laughs> expecting it and so th- i do remember this moment where people started to ask me for resources so they want wanted a book they wanted um pose videos and i was kind of like who are you talking to <laughs> like i wasn't expecting to do all of this um so it's really this accumulation of moments where i was like oh i am in this unique position to provide these resources for people who want them and i'm going to do that and just follow that thread and see where it takes me wonderful i'm sure it must felt so good knowing that the work that you're putting out there based on your dedication based on your determination based on your true love for changing people's lives people responded to that and wanted your help not only in one form but in so many different forms as you mentioned in books in blog articles uh, physical books workshops and so much more right i just felt like i had been looking for that for so long myself that it felt like and continues to feel like such a gift to be able to offer that to other people awesome i love that and with that we've arrived at the last round for today's show the wisdom round four rapid fire questions that need four bullets of wisdom Are you ready? Yes. So Anna, what is the best advice that you have ever received? I learned this idea from a woman named Tara Bore who has a book called Playing Big and it is to get to know your inner mentor. So she encourages you to imagine yourself in the future an older version of yourself who you can consult if you have a question, something that's worrying you, you're not sure where to go in life, to imagine that future version of yourself and how he or she would respond and I just have found that to be so powerful. That is amazing. Sometimes I imagine myself, you know, 75 years old on a rocking chair and regretting things that I didn't do at that point yeah. and that compels me to take action today. Oh, I love that. Mhm. <laughs> so name a personal habit that you'd like to encourage our listeners to try out. Okay, so I want to say something like checking in with your body, which we already talked about, but 
One of the most important ones for me recently has been being very intentional with the time that I'm on social media. And I know that this is a ongoing conversation that people are having all over the place. Um, but I find that when I can sort of have set times that I check in on it, you know, just like let myself go there and dig in and then go away and have mental space that it just frees me up so much. That is amazing. And I totally, totally agree. I think it was Tim Ferriss who had mentioned it in one of his episodes. The Tim Ferriss show, by the way, is a podcast, which is really amazing. But he spoke about uh, limiting social media. And uh, I recently came across this uh, app on Chrome, which automatically stops your news feeds. Oh my gosh, I've been using that. You have? So, it's so great. <laughs> so especially if you want to share you know, stuff on your Facebook page and you gen- genuinely want to share some information, you stop <laughs> that news feeds and cat videos and you can do your works. So <laughs> it's a wild, isn't it? It's so great. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So Anna, what is your morning ritual like? What do you do during the first 120 minutes of your day? Okay, so I'm so glad to report that the first thing I do not do is check my email, which is what I used to do for a really long time. So I generally get up, have breakfast with my husband, um, putter around until he leaves for work. And then that's when I go and do my yoga and meditation practice. I find that the morning time before I've kind of gotten into my work, work, busy mind. Um, I'm still in that sort of more in-between space between sleep and waking up. It's a great time for me to do that practice. And that generally will carry me through um, filling up that second hour. What is that one book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners? Okay, this is the book by the woman whose quote I gave at the beginning, Tara Brock, and it's her book, Radical Acceptance. And it's such a wise and practical book for learning how to treat yourself with kindness, for turning that inner narrative, um, any negative self-talk you have into a more positive self-talk and really connecting with yourself. So Action Tribe, if you want to access today's show notes, which I know you do, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 127. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 127. So Anna, I was going through your website and I came across the Curvy Yoga Manifesto, which is really, really inspiring. Do you mind if I read it out for our listeners? No, I love that. Awesome. So Action Tribe, believe in the beauty of curves. Soft is strong. Round is fierce. Listen to your instincts. Follow what makes your heart grow strong. It is possible to love your body even on days when you don't like it. Let feeling amazing be your only unit of self-measurement. Leap into your body positivity regardless of your body shape or size. Loving your own body opens the door for others to love theirs. You are stardust. You are bright light. You are perfection. There is no more need to give another dime to the diet industry. Our worth is measured by trusting our gut, not reducing it. Time we spent criticizing our bodies is now spent chasing our dreams. You deserve unconditional acceptance and blissful happiness. It's time to grab life by the curves and never let it go. That's amazing. I love hearing you read it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you are really grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you online. Today, I am so grateful for my best friend. It's so good to have those people in your life who have known you for a while and can really support you. Wonderful. And how do we reach out to you online? You can find me at curvyyoga.com. That's the easiest way to connect. So there you go, Action Tribe. If you've listened so far, it really means that you're looking for new and wonderful ways to love your body and enjoy the essence of yoga for what it is, a beautiful practice. So irrespective of your shape, size, or 
any other differentiation, this artificial differentiation that we have, go to curvyyoga.com. Find out more about the mission of Anna and the lives she's transformed till now. It's really inspiring. I'm sure you'd love it once you check the website out. We'll have the link in the show notes. Anna, thank you so much for coming on our show, reminding us about the power of yoga and the fact that it's for everyone around the world and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you so much for having me. I loved our conversation. You were listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.